This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. A Dadsnet original podcast. I'm Al, that's JK, and this is the JK and Al podcast. Except JK's not here because he's on early breakfast shows on Heart FM with Kelly Brook, and apparently she takes precedent over me. Fair enough, actually, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I think most people would agree. Um, coming up on today's show, though, we've got... I mean, I, I, I say this every time. It's a bit of a go-to for me, really, and it's driving me bonkers. But I do say this every time. We've got an incredible guest. We have, we've had some phenomenal, phenomenal celebrities join us over the last few weeks and months. We've had, um, you know, just recently, Jordan Banjo, Ashley Blakely, Baba Tunde Leshe. We've had some great guests, hilariously funny, fantastic stories about fatherhood, about being dads, about their lives and what they're up to. Um, but this, but today, we've got someone who I think is a real, real artist. He's been around for such a long time, but is certainly a leader in his genre um, of music. It, it's I can't really say this, but I feel like it's a proper celebrity. They're all proper celebrities, but I don't know why. But this is someone that you just, everyone will will know of. Anyway, um, he's also started his own dad's group, which I think is fantastic. It's called the Unlikely Dad's Group, which might give it away to some of you. It is Professor Green. And I tell you what, we were really tight for time. We were really limited because he had other interviews that he was doing. But we had a solid 15 minutes and actually we got so carried away talking about being dads and just being like, you know, life um, as fathers and kind of the good bits, the bad bits, the hard bits, the easy bits. It was a really good chat. We actually lost track of time completely and forgot to mention the campaign that um, Professor Green is at the forefront of, which is all around data poverty um, and mobile phones. Um, so if you want to find out more about that campaign that we will mention at the end of the interview, but there's a link in the description below. So please do click that link if you want to find out a little bit more about um, his campaign but um, we do we just lose ourselves in in talking about our kids which is what is so lovely about um, this podcast we, we get these dads who are massive massive names massive celebrities um, you know they're they're on stages with thousands of people watching them um, a lot of the time and uh, and then it's really grounding because we're all wiping bums we're all changing nappies um, we're all sleepless night fueled we're all knackered we're all the same when parenting is considered it just kind of levels the playing field and it's so lovely to speak to him um about how he's finding being a dad so this is it it's professor green enjoy and uh and we'll see you next week We have a lot of guests on the show, and I always say it, um, but I'm super excited to welcome Professor Green onto the show. Welcome. Hello, mate. Thank you. It's um, it's amazing that anyone has any time, because it's school holidays at the time of recording. How, how are the holidays going? Oh, I suppose... Nursery. Oh, mate. So that's why you're, that's why you're so happy. Well, that's why I'm working. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why yeah. I can work. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Well, wait until they're at school, and then like next level of stress. 
do you know what though since Slamane my son started nursery I've missed him so much and I'm not I'm not just saying that to sound like a doting father I genuinely find it quite difficult yeah because you get him in the mornings and sometimes he wakes up grumpy I don't know where he gets that from um his mum haha <laughs> she can't fight against that because she's not here um we'll hear it then oh yeah no I shouldn't I take all of that back um I'm putting your leg um but yeah no and then you know sometimes in the evening he's really tired after nursery and then the weekend comes and I'm like yes I get my son for for days it feels it is you know he only recently started full time but it feels like a lot of time without him having been with him you know give or take every waking moment since he's been born yeah and he was born in COVID, wasn't he? He so was, yeah. It will have been even more intense in those like early days, because even you know, even for um, you know, dads, they get they might get a bit of paternity leave, but then they're back at work yeah. normally. But in in COVID, presumably, you were just with him like all the time, all the time. Um, it was just myself or my partner or both of us. Um, and yeah, it was it was tough because you kind of when you're in the middle of something you just sort of puff your chest out and get on with it don't you but having come out the other side of it or, or coming out the other side of it you realize how much of a substantial effect that had on everyone and everything even you know i remember when i first found out the play groups were open and went to a play group and i was like my god it's like community parenting I, I, my child can walk to the corner of the room the other corner of the room and i don't yeah. have to be worried because in the same way that i'm watching over someone else's child as you do someone is watching over him you know my eyes are still on him i'm still aware but you just have and you can talk you know i'd go to the play groups and <clears throat> it was just like group therapy which i hadn't had for nearly two years of having having a kid it was it was it but you know what it was it was amazing and i'm never going to turn around and look back and think i wish i had less time with my son but it was incredibly isolating at points yeah and yeah. i think parenting can be anyway but that was obviously added to by the situation we were all going through <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that I think is a lot of people's experience of COVID. You've got like the, the extremes, you've got like things that have happened as a result where you think, wow, I had the most incredible amount of time with my son, which would never change the world. But at the same time, it's isolating and it's full on and it's intense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I learned a lot through it, probably a lot quicker than I would have otherwise. Um, and because I wasn't gigging, um, apart from, you know, when I was allowed to, um, I was at, at home a lot. But even then, you know, because I gig, generally from afternoon to evening depending on whether it's a festival or a gig there's been a lot of you know late night traveling getting home still getting up at 6 30 in the morning with my son which for me i did um, a handful of dates which were actually rescheduled from covid um during covid in april and i finished in london got off stage shook hands said thank you for coming to all of my friends and family and label etc and then went home and got into bed, didn't get to sleep till about three because my ears are ringing. Got up at 6.30 and it was the best feeling in the world. It was the, it, you couldn't round a, a tour off in any better way, you know, making him breakfast, playing with him, taking him to nursery. It was just just being able to come to, 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 to merge the two worlds and for them to work seamlessly. Um, obviously that takes into account not succumbing to the party in the ways that I used to, but you know that's been a, a a really wonderful and quite eye-opening shift as well yeah we're trading up i guess you know it's in a different in a different way and actually as they get older as well like that will everything changes my son's nine and he comes home from school first thing he wants to do is play football and i'm thinking 
amazing. Like I'll stop doing it, the housework, I'll stop, yeah. I'll stop working, go and kick a ball about, perfect. It's so nice to have those breaks. And my, you know, one of my go-tos was when things were stressful was just getting out of the house uh, and seeing what effect that had on my son. and. <clears throat> just how immediately if he was overstimulated or frustrated for things that he couldn't communicate or still can't communicate um it just it provides a calm you don't find anywhere else uh, and it's it, the you know when people say oh do you have one piece of advice and i'm like yeah if in doubt get out just just pick yeah. them, pick them up and get outside the outdoors it just provides so much peace and tranquility and it provides exploration and adventure and for for them you know it seems silly to us because it's a park it's just grass it's just a tree it's a huge world to them and just mm. being able to kind of look at things through his eyes somewhat and see his amazement it i read something about you know if you want kids to have a decent attention span don't distract them don't interrupt them sorry um, and that meant that it took an awful long time to get anywhere because he wanted to stop and look at a leaf for half an hour sometimes. Um, but, you know, you do your best to do that. And in some instances, that's completely impossible because you're in a frantic hurry to get somewhere to meet someone or to make a train on time. Trains are good. I swear by public transport as opposed to cars, unless it's at a time when they're going to nap and sleep. Cars can create a hell of a lot of stress, whereas yeah. trains and buses... The community thing again, you know, you'll get people who they, they see different faces and people have, diff you know, they'll play different games yeah. with them. And it becomes the activity. Just, exactly. Or you can just sit and, you know, look out of a window and try and spot things. And you know, it's like as they start getting older and they engage with their environment in a different way <clears throat> and have more language and can better explain things. And then they start mimicking more and you say things and they try saying it, it just provides, yeah, a, a completely different experience, but a much more fruitful and less stressful one in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And like, even when they're asking you their question and it takes them 15 minutes to, to ask the question and you, you kind of, you want to preempt it, you want to interrupt them, but you just got to give them that breathing space and it makes a world of difference. Listen, anytime that I've been like, what are you going on about? I've ended up calling myself an idiot because he's been bang on and he's had a really valid point and I've been silly <laughs> for thinking he was, was off his nut and didn't know what he was on about. What are you on about? Man, what are you? Oh, no, there is a bird. He would spot what it's like they see in HD. He knew, <laughs> he would spot a plane before you could hear it. Like, how did you he'd go plane, daddy? I'd be like, nah, you're oh no, you're right. How did you see that? <laughs> Superhuman, it's crazy. Kids. Yeah, we will. Isn't there? Um, there's like some kind of um study. Don't quote me on this, but I'm sure I've heard of some kind of study where basically kids start off really smart, really intelligent, all their senses are really <laughs> heightened. And basically, the older they get, we just dumb them down. It's a tough one because you try and not suppress things, don't you? You know, but yeah. then you're like, you like you find yourself in a restaurant and you don't want them to be lobbing a glass six yeah. foot at the head of someone else um it's it's a it's a it's a tough one it is it's it's the most incredibly challenging thing that i have ever ever been a part of not least of all because the shape of it is ever changing it's different day to day especially you know he's two years and five months now i'm so happy to not be talking in weeks that was killing me i swore i'd never do it and i did it <laughs> i'm sorry to my past self who said he'd never do it because I've done it but yeah I don't do it anymore it's I'm, I'm very happy that he's out of that stage um, but I also George, miss you it you in the months on there though yeah but I also I did yeah didn't I damn 
<laughs> but um, but I also but I also miss it, and that's how people end up having more than one child, isn't it? Because you get to a point where you blank out, or you or you just can't. I don't know if I blanked pe- parts of it out, or if I just can't remember because the sleep deprivation was so severe. Yeah. Um, and then you start going, oh, I miss that little limpet that was just hanging off one arm. I mean, he still hangs yeah. off one arm, but then he makes his way to my head and kicks yeah. me and yeah, you know it's, it's a it's a different situation now he's very very do you know what he's very agile and very dexterous which is a surprise because me and his mum are so clumsy I, I don't know if he'll hold on to it but it's impressive to watch because i he's he i've seen him avoid some yeah he, he my heart has been in my mouth for most of this yeah. last two and a half two and a half years but um he's he's pretty good yeah when um, I, I think like the change of landscape is really interesting so i'm going to come back to that because i think um like the campaign that you're you're a part of it plays into that change of landscape but before we do that we, we always ask our guests like when has it gone wrong like you've shit like it's been really cool listening to to your stories you must have a story of when it's gone wrong like something has happened that the concept um we, we had jordan banjo um a few weeks ago and he left his son at nursery at the gym and he drove home and he didn't realize he didn't take his son home so those kinds of stories he wait he yeah. took his son from nursery to the gym and then drove home from the gym and left his son at the so nursery he's at the gym so oh. he's going Oh, he wicked. left his son in the nursery. Oh, that's and then a touch. Son up. He just went uh, home. Apart from leaving him there. Uh, well, similarly, actually, do you know what? I d- <laughs> there was a bit of a um, a mistake on... So when we applied for nursery, we applied for a set of days. They sent the offer ahead of when they had the space and there was some confusion. So I, too actually took my son to nursery and dropped him off and then got a phone call. I was like, why have I got six missed calls from the nursery? My God, what's <laughs> happened? Phoned them straight back and he went, Slimane's here. I went, yeah, it's Monday. You only have Thursday and Fridays. I was like, <laughs> oh, uh, whoops. Can't say I thought it was Thursday, can I? Just no. had, at some point there was a, a miscommunication or by miscommunication I mean I hadn't read the offer properly I just signed it I was so happy that yeah my fault Um, it's not me being defeatist it was genuinely my fault and um, yeah and so I've taken him to nursery on a day that he actually didn't have nursery so I had to go back to pick him up Um, wow and I suppose your day was completely disrupted because you then had to carry a two-year-old around with you yeah completely but it was it, it was it was fine it was just unexpected and i felt like a silly sod for having done it there's been loads more man i mean it 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 kind of go it, it it goes wrong periodically doesn't it you can never get anything right and it's so difficult sometimes if you're like if i'm home alone with him or my partner's away on work it, stuff can happen and there's no one watching so you're not judged for it you only have to judge yourself uh, I can live with that but sometimes things go wrong in the presence of your partner who wouldn't make such mistakes would never make such mistakes and the it's last not. thing you need on top of getting something wrong and being a complete moron is someone telling you what a moron you are afterwards or during actually and <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm actually a believer of as much as I, you know you want to do everything together as parents some things are not two people jobs Mm-hmm. It's it can it can save a lot of stress by just giving someone the time and space to do something themselves, even if they make mistakes. It's how we learn, as long as they're not too seismic. I think, yeah, I mean, I think that that is a relationship hack as well as a parenting hack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and also we want space, right? Until you get it, and then you sit on your phone looking. And I still do this. As soon as I get a break, I'm like, 
Oh, hold on a minute. I'm looking at pictures of an hour ago. He's only yeah. been asleep. You know, he's been asleep. So tell us about this campaign that you're in and around date, data poverty. Like people are using their phones all the time. There's data poverty. I, I think you'll relate. Like the phone has been so, so, so important for me, especially during the, the early stages of parenthood as it is for so many people and not for probably what people's minds go towards, which is the streaming of a show to distract your child for 15 minutes so you can get food on or tidy something or make sure the space is safe for your kid and there's no imminent dangers. Um, but, you know, data poverty is a huge problem, right? 30% of all households in the UK shamefully exist in poverty. You know, the statistic is shameful is what I'm saying. Um, and 85% of those households struggle with connectivity to afford connectivity so being priced out of accessing the wealth of information that is the internet not well, so not having you know we talk about network in the literal sense your you know provider but it goes beyond that it's also your network it's your support network your friends your family um job applications studying online uh, doctor's appointments so much from the transition to being more digital during covid has stayed yeah digital you know it hasn't come so back what, to being in person and that's why i think it's brilliant that three are working with good things foundation the uk's largest data inclusion digital inclusion charity um and the national data bank to provide free prepaid sims to people who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford it to keep people connected yeah no it is completely it is absolutely critical and like when you think about how many times you refer to your phone for something parenting related two o'clock in the morning when i've been on my own with my son especially in the really early stages a panic something that unsettles me a noise he's making a sound is it, it might seem silly now because you know it all to be normal and fine but and there will be times don't forget when it's when it's not and to not have access to that information with and you know what it's like we spoke about it earlier parents is isolating so is poverty right the combination of those two things to then have people be further excluded because they can't afford to stay connected is is horrible yeah well perfect no um professor green thank you for joining us we will link to the campaign so people can find out much more thank you uh, in the description but thanks for your time buddy cheers mate nice to talk to you take care a dad's net original podcast